Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax What up? This is Jay Hen, and right now you're listening to On Wax the podcast. And we got a very special guest in the building today. He had a special on Netflix, he had a special on Showtime. He's touring all over the country, whether it's California, Arizona, Texas, New York. He's all over social media Instagram, Facebook. He's kind of a big deal, right? And he's from Corpus Christi, Texas. Let me introduce you to Steve Trevino. What up? I'm doing good, man. So, man, I had the opportunity to look into your, you know, everything that's going on with you, your comedy, your career. You're from Corpus Christi, Texas, correct? Well, yeah, but not even from Corpus Christi, Texas. I'm, uh, I'm from over the Harbor Bridge in a little town called Gregory, Portland, Texas. Gregory Portland. Hmm. I just say Corpus Christi so that people can get close. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you know where Beeville's at? Of course, yeah. We used to play them in high school. Okay, so Beeville's like a rival sit- town, city? Yeah, well, we used to play them in football. Well, back in my day, I think things have changed uh, now. But, um, yeah, Beeville uh, was a team that we... That was, that was actually the furthest team in our district and they were they were probably 45 minutes from where I live so so you don't mind if I dog Beville then huh oh no not at all man what Beeville. happened who's from Beville <laughs> Beville's one of the shittiest towns in the state of Texas by far I had to work there for a couple months and I kid you not pure shit <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's just a prison town right, right yep yep that's about it yeah the whole town sets it down around 9 o'clock you know the, all they do is talk about the prison no good did you play football growing up, like in high school? Yeah, yeah, I played, uh, I played high school football and uh, actually had a, um, a back injury where I um, almost broke my, well, did break my back, but it didn't sever my, my, uh, my um, spinal cord. So I had an, an injury that ended my football career mm. and pushed me into my comedy career. <laughs> so, yeah, about the comedy career, like, Man, because like I said, we're both from Texas. I'm from San Antonio, actually from a small town named Smithville. Are you, for, are you familiar with Smithville? No. By Bastrop? What about Bastrop? By San Antonio? 
Oh, yeah, of course I know Bastrop. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're right right next door to Bastrop. So I'm from a small town myself. So, again, someone like you, growing up from a small town, you know, starting in comedy, I'm guessing there's not a lot of opportunity in in Portland. How was the transition to get as big as you are today? Well, I mean, look, man, I, you know, ignorance is bliss. You know, you have to... You know, you say there's no opportunity in Greater Portland, Texas, or Corpus Christi, Texas, even. Um, but as a Mexican American, there is, especially when I was coming up. You know, I started, I started doing stand-up comedy in 1999, and at that time, there was no famous Latino comedians. I mean, right. George Lopez did not have a TV show at that time. Uh, Paul Rodriguez was somewhat famous, um, and Sia was selling tickets, but not famous. And, you know, it's been, it's been a struggle to educate America. And by the way, dude, let, me, let, me, let me give you a crazy statistic. The only people that have been on HBO that are Mexican-American are from Los Angeles. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, born and raised Los Angeles. So you got George Lopez, Felipe Esparza, Mencia, and Paul Rodriguez are the only four Mexican-Americans to be on HBO. And they're all from Los Angeles. So the only perspective that America gets is this this Chicano, East L.A. kind of vibe. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, it's been, you know, it's been tough, man. And, and I never wanted to do fall into the, the Mexican taco jokes or the Mexican stereotype jokes. Exactly. Um, so I always stayed out of that. And it has made my career harder. Now, now, uh, but luckily, I've, I've I've stuck to my guns and it's worked. How do, how does your wife feel being the centerpiece of a lot of your jokes? She does she enjoy it? Uh, yeah, you know, well, you know what? She's becoming a character. My wife, and right? She's yeah, becoming part of the show, and and uh, you know, people recognize her when she hangs out with me. Um, I've had people go, "We we saw your wife first. Like if I'm out in public." They'll say, we saw your wife first, then we looked for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's, she's become a big character. And, and in this next special I, I, that I just filmed in South San Antonio, uh, it's called Till Death. And there is a, it's a Dia de los Muertos theme. And there's a Dia de los Muertos painting of my wife and my son and myself on the stage, which nice. is really cool. So right. I, I even made her a character on stage now. So what made you decide to shoot your third special in San Antonio? I, you know, man, I, I'm a diehard Texan. And and again, trying to show America a Tex-Mex right, view. Right, You know, and, and I kept thinking to myself, well, how can I do that? You know, the first one, having Roger Craig on stage, having uh, Rancho Grande at the end of my special was my way of celebrating our culture. And, you know, this one, I wanted Tex-Mex to the max, you know? I mean, dude, it's in a barn, uh, like a country barn. Uh, it opens with mariachis, you know? I mean, it's very Tex-Mex, you know? Um, I use Randy Rogers' song to close it out. There you go, you know, so okay. My, my view, my view is, was to show America this very Tex-Mex perspective and, there's no, there's nowhere in the world more Tex-Mex than San Antonio, Texas. I, I totally agree. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you made a point about the uh, the HBO comedians, and and that's never even crossed my mind. But yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, look at them. The other successful comedian is Gabriel Iglesias, also from uh, Los Angeles. You know, um, the only ones that have broken through are, you know, Cristela's doing great, and she had a show, and she was from the Valley. And me and, me and her came up together. I mean, we were working at the Addison Improv together. Right. Uh, she was working in the office, and I was working the door. And we've both been at it about the same amount of time. And, you know, for a female Latina to break it, you know, from Texas is also something that's really cool. So hopefully they're starting to figure it out, you know? Yeah, that, that we can hold our own in the comedy section, huh? Sure. I mean, and not only that, to show America that there's so many different Mexican-Americans in our country. We're not just, you know, lowriders. You know, I don't like lowriders. I, I like my vehicles to go up, not <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> right, you know right. I mean? Nice. <laughs> how do you, how do you, real quick, how do you feel about other, like, people later in life deciding to be a comedian like like rappers becoming comedians and you know ex mma fighters becoming comedians like for for example like brendan schaub now is is you know became a comedian out of nowhere and, and even um uh you may know this guy like esg is is a comedian we have chingo bling as a comedian a couple different you know people that you wouldn't typically think of as comedians yeah, I mean, you know, taking Jer- that route jeremy jeremy yeah jeremy Tibbins doing exactly comedy. yep yes sir you know, um, Mick Foley, uh, WWE. Right. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's another one. You said. Yeah, I mean, what happened was they started figuring out that if they can sell tickets, they can make a lot of money. Right. Okay. So you, so you, you as a comedian, you don't mind I look, man, I never got in this business to make money. You know, I, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian from the early age, and I didn't care if I made money or not. I've been blessed that I do well and I've survived, but I never got into the money. And a lot of people, they do it for the money. Right. You know, Steve-O, you know, Steve-O's doing comedy. And I look, I don't care. I, you know, I, I live the philosophy that I worry about. I call it focus on myself. You know, I focus on myself and they do what they do and I do what I do. And I, if I continue to, to carve my own way and my own stand-up, I'm not worried about them. You know, right. and even if they're stealing my jokes, I'll just write another one. Okay. I don't have time and energy to to worry about every YouTube comedian and every actor turned comedian. You know, I, I look like good luck to them. You know. Yeah. How, real quick, how how is the the lifestyle? Because I mean, I was looking at your schedule. I mean, from from California to Arizona, New York, Pennsylvania to back to Texas. I mean, does your family travel with you? Most of the time, I don't know if you can hear my son giggling in the background. Yeah. But yep. I have a I have a two and a half year old and, and my wife and I try to travel uh together, especially now since, you know, he's not in school, so yeah, we try right. to travel as a family as much as possible. But I mean it's not easy. I mean we're we're gypsies, man. We're we're pirates, you know, we, we run around the country and it's hard we we have a very unconventional life. Right. Right. Yeah. You I mean, know, we a... don't have your your regular weekend friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, especially not the broke ones, right, that can't afford the steak. You want to, yeah. you want to stay away from yeah. those guys? Yeah. yeah well, we, I don't want to stay away from them. Like, we just, you know, you end, up, you end up growing apart, you know? Right. So um, with with that, though, do you, do you do a lot of the, um, like, traveling via plane? Is it via bus, just depending on where you guys are at? Yeah, it just depends. I mean, 
for example, we flew into Arizona, um, Phoenix last week, and then I'm doing San Diego this week, so we just rented a car, drove from Phoenix to San Diego, and then we'll fly home um, from San Diego. Okay, okay, nice. And, um, man, so when, when you became, you know, when I reached out to you and, and you had stated that you were going to be on the podcast, you know, I was telling everybody, I don't think you realize how big of a of a deal it is to get a Netflix special. Not everybody, you know, can get a Netflix special. Is there, like, s- certain credentials to get a Netflix special? Like, how are you approached to get a Netflix special? We approach them. Oh, okay. You know, we, okay. Uh... Nice. You know, I, I, Hollywood has given me absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, I laugh when I hear Monique say, they only offered me half a million dollars. And it's like, really, Monique? Because I had to pay for my own special. Okay, so that's how it works. You know, I'm, I, I produced it myself. I paid for it myself. I believed in what I could do. I believed that I had a voice and that I was a good comedian. Right. We, we shot it ourselves and we took it to Netflix and said, here's the finished product. And so what do they um, do since you pay for everything? Well, they, they end up paying for it. They buy it from oh, okay, me okay. for a certain amount of, they buy it from me for a certain amount of months. So yeah, you, you kind of so answered even, my question with the, uh, with the Monique thing. You were kind of against it just considering that, you know, that's an offer that a lot of people aren't getting from Netflix. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I feel very privileged to be in this business. I feel very privileged to make a dollar period right doing stand-up comedy that to me is a a a privilege and an honor and i'm the blessed one and i'm the lucky one and for her to act that way to me is like come on really which by the way you know mexican americans are so under under paid um represented represented in the media right you know black people are overrepresented in the media Right there, you go. You know, if you look at if you look at the population of black people versus the population of black people on TV, movies, stand-up comics, they're overexposed. You know, we we make up thirty-four percent of the of the movie viewer, Mexican Americans. Yet we make point oh five of Latinos on screen. Right. So for Monique to sit there and go, oh my god. Can you believe they only only offered me half a million? Like, really? Felipe Esparza had to film his own special and pay for it. Right. You know, I had to pay my own special and pay for it. And as a matter of fact, this next special, I paid for it again. It, was it the same? I did the, was it the same with the, same? Uh, with the uh, Showtime special? The Showtime special, uh, this guy named Scott Montoya took a chance. And... Showtime didn't even want it, and Montoya filmed it anyway. Oh, I so see. he squeezed me in. He squeezed me in between uh, Louis Anderson and um, Anthony Clark, and he was like, "Okay, I'll put you in the middle show, and we'll film it, and we'll see if we can sell it to Showtime." So again, you know, putting out a performance good enough for them to buy. Uh, you know, we took a, we took another gamble then. So here I am, three three specials in, having to do it myself. You know, each one of those I've done by myself. Each one of them I've gambled and and found a home for them. You know, because I'm I, you know I'm not Mexican enough for them. 
Right, exactly. But I'm like not, you said, but I'm not typical but I'm not jokes, white. right? Yeah, and I'm not white. So, you know, where does that leave me? So I've, I've continued to make opportunities on my own, do it on my own. And to be honest with you, man, I sleep at night. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't kiss, I don't kiss any ass. I don't, I don't beg. I don't, I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. And at the end of the day, man, I did it on my own and, and my success is my own. What, what other like achievements are you, are you looking for in, in comedy? Cause like I said, if you're, if you're checking out off boxes and it seems like you're, you're, you're accomplishing a, a lot in the, you know, when it comes in, in the comedy world, is there anything specifically that you're, you're, you're going for as a goal? Well, I mean, I would love to uh, have a sitcom, which we're working on this year. Okay. Again, um, I'd love to have a, uh, my own TV show. Uh, I'd love to be in movies, you know, and, and, you know, when you're, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, man, if I can continue to sell tickets and feed my family and do stand up, that's what I set out to be. Right. And right. I'm happy, and I'm very, very happy about that. And you've but started if I, a movie, if I What's that? You've actually starred in movies, correct? So I mean, that's not, that's not too far fetched from making that from achieving that goal. No, I I've, I've never been in a movie. No. Nope, never been in a movie. Never been on a TV show. Um, just doing stand up, man. And Strictly stand up. Like I said, at the end of the at the end of the day, if I you know if I continue to pay the bills, doing stand up and doing what I love, man, I'm gonna be a, a happy human being. Right. Man, so how how does how does it feel? So like it's it seems like it's crazy. Like this is something I I don't know if I can describe it well, but it seems like when you buy a new car, you see those cars on the road all the time. Like you're like, oh shit, you know, I, I didn't see these cars ever at all. Now I see them with the car. And so like, I again, I'm, I I want to be clear. I, I I knew who Steve Trevino was. That's why I reached out to you. But then it seems like as soon as you reached out to me, said, yeah, I'd love to be on your podcast. Whether it was Instagram, Facebook, I mean, God, dog, you just were everywhere on, like, on my feeds. It's like, how does that make you feel? Like seeing how many people re repost your videos and share your videos, and just, I mean, there's so much going on. It just seems like incredible. Well, man, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty overwhelming, you know, and and it makes me feel great when when people go, man, Steve. I mean, at one point. Uh, a guy told me he goes a friend of mine from Chicago. He goes, everybody on my fam- on my page has shared your video. All right, is everybody? You know, and I, it just it makes me feel great, man, and it makes me feel like what I'm doing is working. You know, and there was a time when I was like, well, maybe I need to do taco jokes. Maybe I need to do, um, you know, these Mexican jokes to make it. And I stuck to my guns, and it worked, and I did, and it happened organically. The not people a, spoke. Not at all. You know, Hollywood, Hollywood didn't didn't give me an opportunity. The people did. Man, like I said, um, it's just crazy how how I knew who you were was just based off word of mouth. I was talking to a colleague. They said, "Have you ever heard of Steve Trevino?" I said, "No." They shot me your Netflix special. I watched it and. Like legitimately, was like I gotta get this guy in the podcast. Oh, he's from Corpus Christi. I gotta see if 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 he'll get on. And and um, like I said, I, I watched your Netflix special. Super funny. One thing that I mean, if you're looking back at it, we have a you know we have a lot in common. You know, both Mexican American, both from Texas. Uh, I consider myself funny, both funny, and uh, we both like tits. <laughs> Damn right, brother. I love, Man, I, that, was, that was my favorite that part. Was, that, that was my was favorite part. One, 
Because you, you, you have a point. Funny, I had a, you have a point, man. I, I had a guy the other day in, in, in the audience. He goes, tits. I go, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, tits. And I go, I go what do you mean? He goes, oh, lady, tits. I love them. And that I was, was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. That was my favorite part because you're right. I mean, literally, like, that's what made me laugh is because I was really thinking about it. And an old lady can come up to me and say, hey, you want to see these tits? And, and I wouldn't be thrilled about it, but I would not say no, I promise. Yeah, you're like, you know what, yes, it is. You know, let them take them out. Uh, well, and that's what's oh, cool, man. too, man, is is what's really, you know, is, is people come and they want to see certain jokes that they saw uh, on social media or on my Netflix special. And, you know, now all the material's new from that special. So now we've filmed that new material. Uh-huh. And then now we're going to start over again. And then, you know, look, hopefully this new special comes out in October. People get excited about it. And then I'll, I'll I'll do the favorite jokes from that special, and then start writing another one. Okay, so in October, that's where the um, the tell death will kind of come out. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. So so June fifteenth, you're back in San Antonio. Again, yes. I, I wanted, I definitely wanted to get you on before June fifteenth. So I do appreciate you getting on. I know you have your family, so I want to be respectful of your time. But June fifteenth, where can people find tickets? Where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm at LOL, LOL Comedy, um, and I think they have a website, lolcomedy.com. And then, um, I mean, if you just put Steve Trevino in your search engine, San Antonio, you'll find where to get tickets. And my Facebook is, you know, Steve Trevino. Uh, my Instagram is Texas Trevino. Uh, Twitter, I don't really mess with much. It's it's at Mr. Steve Trevino. But um, if you if you if you try to find me, you will. All right, bud. Well, hey, um, like I said, I, I didn't want to take too much of your time. I know I said 15, 20 minutes, so we're right at the 20-minute mark. Um, I definitely want to be respectful of your time. But you you have my absolute word. I will be in the crowd June 15th. Um, hopefully I can meet you there, take a couple pictures with you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. We're rooting for you. Continue to be Texan. Don't switch up. Don't go Chicano on us. Keep representing Texas. Keep representing everything that you're doing. Um, like I said, I um, appreciate you, man, man, you're a funny guy, man. So we appreciate you being well, on. You, you, you have my number now, man. Shoot me a text and, uh, and we'll make sure we get to hang out a little bit in San Antonio. All right. Perfect, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe we can get a beer. I'm a, thank you, buddy. Bye. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And that was Steve Trevino. I mean, he's funny. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, but he, is he funnier than me though? I don't know. You know, maybe maybe June fifth. Maybe June fifteenth. We can settle that. You know what I'm saying? Now I appreciate him getting on though. Funny, super again, super super duper funny guy. Appreciate him getting on. Wax the podcast. I don't even know what the fuck episode we on, but we about sixty. Something around maybe 60, 61, 59. We flirting around that same number, you know what I'm saying? J Hen, LJ, on wax the podcast. Let's go!